Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Here's the story of a man named Lukey who was raising up a podcast on his own till his dear friend named Kevin Connor hopped on the microphone. What's up, Kev? Uh, I made a fun little TV theme, and oh my you don't look like you're having fun. You look frantic right now. Uh, Luke, have you heard? Oh, no. What What's going on? What Did I hear? Las Vegas, October. Vegas, baby. When we were young. Oh. Yes, I heard. Luke, have you ever felt like the deity of Live Nation has stared you directly into your soul and said, you, this is for you? Yes, I had that feeling when I saw this lineup. Uh, let's like let me let me if you guys haven't seen this, let me. I'll, I'm gonna start. All right, Luke, and you stop yeah. me when you've heard enough. Okay, My Chemical Bromance, Paramore, A Day to Remember. Yeah, hold on, because it sounded like you said My Chemical Bromance there. Uh, so <sighs> let's start that over. I, w- <laughs> I wish that should be our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? My Chemical Romance, Paramore, A Day to Remember, The All-American Rejects, AFI, The Used, mm-hmm. Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional, Carcia Headrest, Alkaline Trio, Manchester Orchestra, Bright Eyes, Avril Lavigne, Jimmy E. World, Paris, Wolf House, Amberlin, Silverstein, Census Fail, 303, Hawthorne Heights, it just goes on and on and on, Luke! It goes on and on. I... I'm glad you got Hawthorne Heights in there. Yeah, right? They were, they were the last one to make the list. They were in the corner. Um, so, uh, my question... Is that I? That was like half, I would say, right? Like that's not even. I mean, I don't even know. Maybe a third, four, two, two fifths, four tenths, whatever math. Uh, This is a one day festival. With I didn't realize that. I got so three stages. Yeah, I shared it in the Discord, and then I found that out when you responded. I was like, oh shit, that's a lot in one day. (laughs) It's maybe too much in one day. Um, I. I am not sure this is going to be the fantastic experience that I uh, I hoped it would be. Yeah, I will say that the excitement of like, oh, I used to love that band. Oh, I used to love that band. Looking at it, I'm like, really? The the only band that I would go to Vegas uh, in October for is My Chemical Romance. And so it's kind of like I would yeah. just be going to a My Chemical Romance show. And I could probably do that when they will inevitably tour now that they're like reunited or whatever yeah if fallout boy was there and then promised to not play anything post 2012 i'd be very into it wow so those were the two glaring omissions i guess and those were the mega pop ones of like panic at the disco and fallout boy Mm -hmm. but like reading the list like you said hawthorne heights uh a lot of dispute was on there like all these bands some that i forgot i even liked i was like holy shit wow this really does have everyone it's uh we might be looking at a pop punk renaissance and we might. I, I won't be mad we also might be looking at this year's fire festival because very yikes. possible um live nation not the best track record uh they were also a producer of astro world and i did not know that yeah, yeah. so i mean point. that's that's a whole situation in itself obviously like a very tragic event um and like i hope this isn't that bad like i'd i'd yeah i'd prefer it go great 
But I would also watch from a distance and kind of chuckle if it was Fire Festival esque slice of cheese yeah. on on bread. Yeah, that was only tragic for the the rich people who spent their money. I guess yeah. it was tragic for some other people, but yeah. Um, so enough about all this tragedy. Let's change the channel. Click. Um, sorry, I just had to say the title of my favorite Adam Sandler movie really quick. <laughs> And, but and and let's uh, waterboy these exactly thoughts. No, you may be wondering why did Luke sing a little Brady Bunch parody in the beginning? Well, it's because today we're talking about our TV themes, our favorite TV themes, and I'm super excited because I've been a a TV a TV fan uh, since I was but a lad, yes. and. Uh, these songs that I, I just kept adding to the list. Uh, yeah, we each had five, and then Luke, you were like, I, I did 10, so I put 10 in, and then we came on here, and you're like, I've got yeah. like 12. I threw a couple other little ones, but the last couple are just instrumental, so it's like they're just little little shorties. Well, um, and I, I will say, like, there are TV themes that are fantastic songs that have been licensed for use on TV, and I have some of those. There are also yeah, TV things. Exactly. I have some of those too. That are just written um, for a TV show and uh, uh, rule. And I have some of those. Um, I can start us off uh, with those two little shorties that I mentioned. Uh, and you may have seen one of them on our Instagram story because we talked about the Bluey theme song. Oh, uh, no. Bluey theme tune. And this one is only 25 seconds long. There's also an instrument parade version with a bunch of different instruments. This is a kid's show with dogs that speak in Australian accents. And uh, my cousin and our dad friends from Big Dad Energy uh, enjoy the show. And the theme song slaps. Yeah, I was going to say, let me quote Luke on this because he did say in our group chat, uh, my cousin's son watches Bluey too. And he sent me the theme song and that shit slaps. It it slaps. It's got horns. It's great. Guitar. Um, Guitar. So yeah, I sent you the longer one. That was yeah. the longer one. It's but good. I listen. I I've heard nothing but good things about Bluey. I have no urge to watch it as a childless adult. But <laughs> right. Listen. By the time I have kids one day, far far in the future, um, I'll have like a nice Bluey backlog. There you go. And um, along those lines, equally jaunty and cute is the Bob's Burgers theme song. I've just been watching Bob's Burgers a lot. And the it does what we'll talk about much more. It does what a good theme song does, and it gets you excited to watch the show. When I hear that opening, do 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 do, I'm like hell yeah! I'm watching Bob's yeah. Burgers now. The music so of Bob's Burgers deserves a whole oh, episode, honestly. Too, and they've got albums on it because uh, the ending songs are so great too. But yeah. yeah, those are my first couple. What you got, Kev? All right, uh, my first few are just amazing songs that have been used as a uh, needle as drops, baby, and and even elevated in ways. So that first one is "Feel It All Around" by Washed Out from Portlandia. Oh, a great one! Yeah, I think of that. Not like the most intricate uh, opening intro for a show, but I love that song. Like I still listen yeah. to it, regardless of like Portlandia. So good. Luke, give me your next two because you have gone over and yeah, beyond. I went overboard. Um, above and beyond. Above and beyond. That's I, how that's said. <laughs> I did it all. Um, so this is a new show 
Um, actually, both of these are new shows, and I wanted to talk about them because they're just doing some great work in the theme song space. Uh, first off, Kev, I know you haven't watched Peacemaker yet, no. but you can find the entire opening sequence on YouTube, and it is done in the style of like an 80s uh, music video, kids show. I don't know. It's like in a stage People keep entering and doing choreographed dances. It's very cheesy. It's very fun. Uh, And it's this 80s rock song, Do You Want to Taste It by the band Wigwam, which I think (laughs) may be a slightly problematic name. Um, And But there's still a band around. I looked looked them up. And that's what this show is a lot of, like, 80s rock, which is not my style. But this song is great. And I'm never going to skip intro. James Gunn said you never should. Because it's, uh, again, just gets you so hyped to watch this show. No, I... It's like the full song, too. It doesn't cut it I never skip intro. I can't think of a single one that I've seen recently where I've skipped it. And that's going to go into my next one, too. Because my next one is No Return by Craig Wedron and Anna Waronker. And that is the title for Yellow Jackets, the theme for Yellow Jackets, which is... Have you watched any of this show yet? No, but I've seen ads for it three or four times. Yeah. And uh, and I have been like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah. It's um, I've been I was wanting to watch it for a long time and then uh, finally got Kyle into it. And I was like, we just need to watch the first step and you'll be hooked because I had seen the trailer. and I was like, this looks amazing. But it is so good. And it's like a coming of age, uh, like it flashes back to their younger days too um there's i don't really want to say that much about the show there's a lot of different things going on in it um but it centers on this high school uh soccer team this girl's soccer team and so part of it takes place in the 90s and these composers were both in 90s bands and i was reading this great article with them they were talking about how the theme song disappeared for a while and you had like what breaking bad had just that little 10 minute or 10 second music yeah And so the succession, which I'm sure we'll get to, uh, made theme songs cool again, is what Craig Worden said. And so the Yellow Jackets theme song is a great, like, 90s rock, perfectly captures the tone of the show and gets you excited to watch it. And uh, I highly recommend that Vanity Fair article with the composers. Our segues are on point today, Luke, because have I got a 90s show um, that brings the rock. And that is... Bad Reputation by Joan Jett from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, I picked that one too. What a great choice, Kevin. That is the one song of the best rules, opening but title I think sequences. the opening title sequence totally yeah. elevates it. Like it is so well done. Uh, yeah. It like it lays everything about the characters out the in class like pictures. Yeah, I uh, I love that. So that's a good one to share, Luke. I feel like it rules. Yeah, definitely. Uh, another one that is a classic song that's kind of riffed on in the show is Way Down in the Hole by Tom Waits from The Wire. Oh. Have you ever watched The Wire, Luke? I've Yeah, I saw season one of The Wire, loved it, started season two, and, and this is a problem with those shows that are kind of dated, mm-hmm. is I feel like if it was a modern show where season two lost me a little bit, I would have stuck with it, but the like 
early 2000s shows, I gave up on it after season two because I was like, this isn't the same. Yeah. Uh, but I've heard it gets really good. Season two of The Wire too. is kind of notoriously a change of pace. And this yeah. this original song is by Tom Waits, and it was covered for each season by a different artist and kind of reflected mm. the setting or the, the, the mood of the season. So the first season did not feature this version, but then the second season did... And while I don't think season two of The Wire is the best one, I do believe that this is the best version of the song. Can't beat Tom uh, Waits with his just like yeah. gravelly garbage can voice and just like the pure emotion of it. And I just, this song gets me very excited to watch a very intense, dense drama. Right. Um. See, so he sang it on the second season because I was like, I don't, or did he do it in the first? Because I was, it was like, the second. I, Okay, I didn't think he did the first season, but... um, Because, no, the first season is about, like, the projects and obviously dealing and all that stuff with the police. The second season is, like, more of the docs and, like, the blue-collar crime, like, like kind of area of it. And uh, Tom Waits' energy, like, totally fits with that. For sure. All right. Well, my next one. This uh, was recently kind of ruined for me with that stupid Applebee's commercial uh, but it's Welcome Back by John Sebastian the Welcome Back Cotter theme which when I was young Welcome Back Cotter you know we, we could catch a lot of the old shows on Nick at Night but for some reason that one seemed a lot more rare and it had uh, John young John Travolta on it just Gabe Kaplan is Cotter and it, he's an old 70s stand up and he would tell like a cheesy joke and to his wife in the beginning of every episode about his uncle. And so like, I loved this theme song. It just, this is like the height of childhood nostalgia to me. <laughs> you are the biggest welcome back Cotter fan. I know. Oh, I, that's an honor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a very good show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair. Yeah. Um, I've heard some comedians like make fun of it on other podcasts, but like, it was just the greatest thing to me because it was so cheesy and the jokes just, it was like my introduction to comedy in a way, you know, yeah. that and Seinfeld. So uh, yeah, I had to put that one on there. I've now pivoted completely from songs. I really like that are featured in songs to now TV themes. Yeah. And this one's not going to uh, come to mind until I tell you what it's from, but it's frolic by Luciano Michelini. And uh, that is, of course, the theme song oh, to Curb Your Enthusiasm. I was going to say, it's either Curb or Sunny. <laughs> yeah. The Curb theme song has, like, ascended beyond just, like, television. That yeah, that sound, the first, like, three tuba notes, I think, bum, bum, bum. just are gut-wrenching. Like, if you Dude. hear them, you know something terrible has happened. You want to hear a funny story on that uh, note? So, you know, we uh, we do those like video workshops in the Detroit library. Um, and one time we were doing it where we we're teaching these high school kids, helping them edit. And one of them's like, oh, get that music from that meme. And they get it. And I'm like, oh, that's Curb Your Enthusiasm. And they're but, like, what? But that's <laughs> it, right? No is clue that, what I was talking about. It is so effective and like it. But in also creating that mood. The meme only works it, or the meme only would have worked in the first place 
if you understand, like they used it in the same context that it's used in the show. Whenever yeah. Larry's in like a ridiculous situation or like fucked himself somehow. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. You're like, oh shit, you know? And so it's like the meme is actually what it is in the show. <laughs> right. But I'm like, it's weird. Cause usually then it takes on a whole other meaning but it's retained its original meaning and became a meme yeah. separate from the show. It's nuts. Um, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. What's your next one? Okay. My next one. Oh, you're going to love me for this one. And you're going to be kicking yourself that you didn't put it as your number one. Ooh. I don't want to wait by Paula Cole, Paula Cole <laughs> uh, from Dawson's Creek. Fuck. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. Lives to be uh, Which, if you watch Dawson's Creek on any streaming services, it has some bullshit replacement yeah. song, and uh, it'll always be Paul Paul Cole in my heart. Yeah, there's a lot of shows from that era where they just like didn't acquire the rights to the music for like streaming. Right? Scrubs is really notorious for that. If you watch Scrubs on yeah. any service, it's kind of been stripped of oh, a lot of its has it really? music. Yeah, like a lot of With, songs that I remember wow. from Scrubs are now just replaced, and it sucks like the That's theme song is still there but right but yeah i loved the scrub soundtrack for sure yeah all right i uh again just an incredibly done theme song not necessarily a song i mean like that right. you that they all licensed. count yeah they all count and that is bojack's theme by patrick carney and ralph carney now i'm kicking myself because yeah. that is like one of the best hey Although, Bojack's um, about regret, so it, it works true. out perfect. Um, although I will say, you know what the one song from that show that's better than the opening theme is Group Love's uh, closing, closing theme? theme. Yeah, that's also yeah. very good. Okay, we're putting that in the playlist too. <laughs> okay, yeah, fuck it. There are no rules. Yeah. Um, and like Bojack was kind of based on Bob Saget, which is now somewhat timely because right. he just passed away. So it, wow. it, it all makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah, because um, it's it's like he was the dad on like a '90s right. TV show and kind of had a troubled life since. Yeah, no, definitely like the uh, the Bob Saget model. Yeah. Um. Oh, I got another classic for you up next, and it is Gary Portnoy's theme from Cheers, where everybody knows your name. This may have ended up on your list, too, Kev, did it? It didn't, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because I was listening to these on Spotify, right? Is it because when that second verse kicks in, you just want to hear the chorus? I I hate it. (laughs) So, Cheers is a long, drawn-out theme song. Like, it is a verse and then a chorus. This is a full song, yeah. And in between that first verse and the chorus is a second verse. And it, like, it It is amped, right? And it yeah. just like drops Stop out the- and just like it's I can't stand it. I can't believe yeah. they did that. Cause just, was it- well, uh, Kevin, let me tell you, when they okay. wrote the song, the, sh- the TV show hadn't been on for years with that little version drilled into our heads. So it wasn't their fault. Wait, so the song came wrote- out after? Uh, no, no. I'm saying they wrote like a full theme song. They wrote a full song and then uh-huh. Cheers took clips of that. And cut it together for a theme song. Did know? they write the, so, the theme for Cheers, though? I believe so. But I'm saying they made a whole two and a half minute song. And you know what they should have done? That song. second verse should have gone after the chorus. Yeah. Which, uh, 
it with is the yellow the jackets worst theme yeah with the yellow jackets theme they said they similarly were like do we make a full song out of it and they were like no let's keep it kind of short they kept it like a minute 15 uh for the theme song you know so then it doesn't do that where then when you hear the full version you're like wait this isn't right wasn't this also in an applebee's commercial recently i feel like that one was too yep <sighs> they ruined both those theme songs those for me bastards bastards applebee's i love cheers i i might yeah. re- i might start watching cheers again today like i might Dude, just restart i rewatched it. a bunch of it last year yeah. it's so good i i will fight you and our other friends who say frazier is better um uh, i don't know well it's different well, we're we're coming to fisticuffs i love them both i just love me some Fel- frazier well Crane, and that's the regardless. thing is i had the nostalgia of cheers watching it when i was younger where i didn't really with frazier I definitely didn't have nostalgia with Frasier, but like I remembered my parents watching it, and I'd leave the room because I thought it was a stuffy adult show. Right, right. And you were right. (laughs) (laughs) But we're not laughing with Frasier. We're laughing at him. Right, right. Um, All right, what do you got next? All right. Classic. Like, the most classic TV theme, I believe. And that is The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air by DJ Jazzy Jeff and The Fresh Prince himself. Will Smith. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Which uh, also has an extended cut uh, where he talks about sipping sh- champagne out of an orange juice glass on the plane. Have you ever heard the full version? Yeah. yeah. Which, isn't he a high schooler? Yeah, right. So, ugh. Or wait, no, it's the reverse. He's drinking orange juice out of a champagne glass. Uh, oh, so he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's I good. was like, he's maybe good. he was getting in trouble in uh, West Philadelphia. Right. Really just, um, I love a theme song that explains the entire premise of the show in the first 30 seconds. Oh, that's a, that's a lost thing and is beautiful. Yeah. Well, my next one, another classic, but from a more recent show. Uh, and this is a song that existed before that was then utilized as the theme song. And it's RJD2's A Beautiful Mine from Mad Men. And that one I didn't know was a... Uh, like a couple years after watching Mad Men, I looked up the theme song. It's like, oh, this is by uh, like a musician, and it was used for the show. But I was like, this is the greatest theme song. I thought it was just made for the show when I heard it, and like that intro sequence is next level too. You beat me by one spot. This <laughs> was coming up on my list. <laughs> Perfect. It's it's so good. It's so lush. The bongos. It's insane. Oh, yeah. And, like, it's the perfect uh, sound for him, like, falling, like mm-hmm. he does in the credits. Where he's like, Doo. like, it's kind of, like, unsettling, but just such a jam gets like you going. a modern riff on a classical sound. Like, it's yeah. just, it's awesome. I I like that theme song more than I like Mad Men, because I've burnt out watching Mad Men, like, five times. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't, I, I don't know if I ever finished it. Or, no, I did finish it, but, yeah, it was tough for parts of it <laughs> but if you want to hear some people talking about mad men just go listen to mad women if you're gonna rewatch uh our planet Ant podcast uh co-podcast there there's the something delightful mates. about watching a show that has a podcast for every episode because you can watch oh, it and like super nice especially when it's an old show you can be like i have no one to talk to like I w- i've been watching the yeah. x-files for like years because we've watched like three episodes every month but afterwards, I'm like, I gotta talk about this the aliens with someone, and there's no right. One. You gotta decompress. 
And that's what Mad Women is there for. Luke, give me one more. Oh, I love this one, too. Cold Little Heart by Michael Kiwanuka, a song that was on his album but then was used in the TV show Big Little Lies. And uh, they used the radio edit because there is a whole, like, great instrumental buildup for, like, the first four minutes. The actual version is, like, eight minutes long. Um, But his voice is incredible. He's just an amazing singer-songwriter. One of my favorite musicians out there these days and so uh when they used this for big little eyes i was like oh hell yeah and i think it really did like i mean he was a pretty well-known artist but i feel like big little eyes definitely kind of catapulted him uh into fame so i'm i'm glad because he is very deserving i feel like tv shows can either do that to someone like it's happened many times but also like you'll hear a theme from a band and you go to look them up and like that's the only thing they ever did or the only thing of note at least i've got well and that's what the yellow jackets guy was saying is that there used to be a lot more work for musicians there used to be a lot more theme song work and now that's largely gone away it's, you know what? It hasn't gone away. It's just all being done by Ludwig Gordonson. Yeah. <laughs> He's just totally working true. nonstop. <laughs> Ludwig took all the jobs. All right, Luke. Uh, this is one. A song I like uh, a lot more than the TV show, and even more than the intro, really, but it's You've Got Time by Regina Spector from oh, Orange is the New Black. Yes. Yeah, that show also like has some really strong seasons, and then has some where it's like, Meh, and then yeah. the ending was like pretty good. Um, did did watch it all, um, but you know, I, I did not. I fell off. Yeah, I, and I like came back a few times, and but uh, you know who is on that show? Who is also in Peacemaker, and she's amazing. Is Danielle Brooks? She plays Tasty on. Oh, see, that's that's a selling point. There's a great, yeah, there's a great, like, you know, begrudging, like, her and Peacemaker are kind of at odds, but you can tell they're going to be friends. I don't want to, like, discourage Orange is the New Black, but that show certainly feels like the sum is lesser than its parts. Like, everyone in there is very talented and very good, and I don't feel like the final product lives up to that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It wasn't for me uh, by the end. All right. Next up, I have Nemesis by Benjamin Clementine, which is the theme song for The Morning Show, uh, which I think is an underrated show. Uh, I just think it got a lot of flack because they had a sort of storyline of a canceled celebrity and at times you're sympathetic to that character, played by Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like people like tuned out because of that. I think it's a really strong show. It's got its cheesy moments. Mark Duplass is amazing on it. Reese Witherspoon's amazing on it. Uh, Billy Crudup is incredible. So the Jennifer like, Aniston. I think Jennifer Aniston's great, but okay. I no, just, I'm thinking of the right show. I I yeah, yeah. have had one month of Apple TV that I used to binge the first season of Ted Lasso, and I haven't re-upped it since. <laughs> so yeah, when I, when you do, when another thing comes out on there that you want to watch. I, I suggest the morning show and like the second season we were like, eh, it's kind of losing us. And then it got really good. So um, it's solid. Also, I love the sequence that they do and it's with all these like little circles. And I feel like they're supposed to represent different like dynamics, but it's kind of like left open to interpretation, but you'll have like all 
these like yellow and pink ones. There's like one black one, which I think is supposed to represent, you know, the Steve Carell, the person who's going to fuck it up for everyone. And there's interesting ones where like it grows then the black ball and like a bunch of little white balls are trying to get on the other side of it, but they can't. And then one gets over, which I always interpreted to mean like, you know, like with Weinstein, like covering up all the, all the bad stuff, but then one gets through and that's all it takes to really start the change. And so it's, it's another like really amazing uh, animated opening sequence. And uh, it gets me hyped to watch the show again. The show might not always be as hyped as that theme song gets me, but it gets me there. And uh, the song actually came out in 2014. Uh, Benjamin Clementine, he was on Gorilla's album a few years later. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So my next two are from, I would say, the King network of theme songs. And you want to give them both to me? What? No, no, no. I, I, I'm gonna go one at a time. But I'm just saying, like, when I really think of like what shows have great theme songs, a lot of them are on HBO. Oh, okay. Yep. I was gonna say HBO or FX. And uh, I really think that. It all comes down to one thing. It's that static thing. Yeah, the HBO, the... <laughs> no. It is not that. No, no, no. I hate but, that thing. Y- <laughs> all right, you hear that, Luke, Although, right? You hear that. What true. do you think? What do you I'm expecting? I want to watch a show. No, no, no. <laughs> you, if, if, I, if I played that for you, there's just like, shh, wah, and I paused. What are you expecting? I- I'm confused at the question. Am I supposed to pretend that I haven't heard it before? like because obviously i get hyped i'm like oh i'm gonna watch a good hbo show what hbo show like what 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 are you ready for oh what do i think of uh the first one that comes to mind is curb really that that's probably my second one game of thrones though oh really which yeah like i sunday night game of thrones that was like yeah that was the time and you know it's uh it's it it faded out just like this statement yeah yeah (laughs) so all that to say i have two hbo themes to discuss never said what it was and i think this one would be my favorite if i didn't have my first but that is woke up this morning by alabama three from the sopranos do you know that i haven't watched the sopranos or are you just Uh, finding that information out right now (laughs) i'm just finding out now i haven't finished the sopranos i know what happens i thought it's the most famous tv ending out there yeah, um, but, I don't really know what happens, but I know it's like left over to interpretation or something. But I do love this theme song, and uh, I did watch like a couple episodes of Sopranos. But you know what this yeah. song makes me think of is the Nas song that used it. Yeah, woke up this morning. Yeah, um, so I didn't. And it's it's a good choice though. One of these bands that uh that never really as far Never as i did know anything did anything else of no like let me go look um they had an album come out last year wow all right there you go i'm gonna listen well, but well you look at the when we were young festival it's like a lot of these bands get famous and even though you've never heard of their subsequent releases they're still out there they're still putting out albums maybe touring uh because like we talked about simple plan recently. I was like, what's simple plan up to still putting out music. They haven't stopped. So like people you get, you get it once you keep it going. So 
They may have uh, not had anything for years, but then that Sopranos theme, they always had that going for them. Yeah, their top two tracks are the Sopranos mix of uh, Woke Up This Morning, 22 million streams. And their second one is Woke Up This Morning, the non-Sopranos mix. So, hope they're getting that check every oh, month yeah. from HBO. You know they are. Um, hey, I mentioned FX also having good TV show theme songs. I, mean, I think that's just some of the best shows are on FX and HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, but... This one is so great, and I know you just watched this whole series. Norma Tanga's "You're Dead," the theme song for "What We Do in the Shadows." Yes, so good. I I heard this song from this theme song, mm-hmm. or, or from the movie actually. I yeah, movie. I watched the entirety of "What We Do in the Shadows" in like a week <laughs> while Annie was weekend, gone. Yeah, uh, and it was like it was hot. It was October. Like I was looking for something that was like, so on brand. Yeah. And I couldn't put it down and I love it. And I can't wait for more. And the song was stuck in my head for like a month. And it's amazing. I really want to learn her whole story. Norma Tang. I don't know much about her, but I have listened to that album that your dad's on. It's so great. Just great singer songwriter from like the sixties. I think so. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's a great one. I love, uh, filmmakers like Taika Waititi, and James Gunn, uh, they really, uh, and Edgar Wright is another one. They really pay attention to the music and use it as a way to like recommend music for the viewer. So love that. So Luke, is your next one your favorite? It, without a doubt, buddy. Okay. So I think we went in different directions. Yes. So who I know you, yours is on HBO. Yeah. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Why don't you go first? All right. And that is the best theme song on TV right now. Quite possibly the best theme song ever. Yeah, I'd and say it, so. It's Succession. It uh, is. By Nicholas Patel. I have never Incredible. been more hyped listening to a theme song week to week. Just yeah. like the slamming on the piano keys. Oh, and just... And- he does that, like, because I've been learning it. I watched this Vanity Fair video with him talking about how he created it and just the way he he plays it, like, insanely fast. He's, like, an incredible classical trained pianist. But, like, how he's using the low booms and then, like, the twinkly high notes, yeah. like, in contrast is so good. And he said he watched the scene of Kendall wa- uh, listening to Beastie Boys in season one mm-hmm. and was, like, how can I blend hip hop with classical, which is like sort of the two sides of this world. That's like that very stately classical, but then like the modern hip hop. And so that's where the song came from. And it's such a, have a piano you, banger. Have you heard the push a T remix of it? What? No, oh, yeah. that sounds great. It's called puppets succession remix. And it's, it's really push a T like just over this song. And it's pretty amazing. I think we the couldn't song have gotten an L to the OG remix by Pusha. Oh no! <laughs> I was when I was dragging this into my Spotify. I did find L to the OG on Spotify, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I could listen to this." I'm not gonna though. <laughs> so good. Oh man, that is right, such a great choice for number one, man. But what's yours? The only song that could top the Succession theme song comes from a man named bob james with the song angela in parentheses theme from taxi uh 
the 70s sitcom Riga. Scott Ackerman always says that. Danny DeVito, Judd Hirsch, Mary Lou Henner, Christopher Lloyd, Tony Danza. How many more stars can I name from memory? Andy Kaufman, Carol Kane uh, played his girlfriend. I forget the rest, but just an insane cast. Uh, really great show. Uh, some of it obviously doesn't age well, but some of the 70s stuff, I rewatched it. I'm like, that show still holds up pretty well. Some episodes are great. Remember when I didn't get mad at you because you'd never seen Sopranos? Yeah. I've never seen Taxi. The, dude, the, you, I envy you because you have this I could watch it now. gift of watching it. Uh, it's, it's so fun. Fucking Danny DeVito is just, I mean, he's Danny DeVito, but this was like his big, his uh, first like big TV thing, I think. And, Am I going to uh, get Cheers vibes from this? Oh, absolutely. Ted Danson shows up. It's the same people who made Cheers. It's like a bunch of the same producers and writers. All those 70s shows, like, you'll get a very similar vibe from all those. But this song is just like a kind of jazzy. You got like some flute. It's like, and I hear it and I just picture driving in a taxi. Like, I'm just, because that's the opening theme. It's like the B roll of New York. And, uh, it's it's so chill and smooth, but still just such a jam. And Kev, when you asked for my most complicated or most specific playlist name, it was songs that sampled the theme from Taxi. <laughs> That's right. Now you know why, because it's my favorite TV theme of all time. Well, Luke, I think we put together a fantastic playlist of we did a wide variety of songs. A wide variety. I already thought of two that aren't on here, which is Malcolm in the Middle and the Deuce. But hey, that's for next time. Uh, Absolutely. But it's this is a fertile subject with us, and I think we made a an amazing list for sure. I think I got more TV to watch. <laughs> I'd say so. All right. Well. Don't touch that dial, because we'll be right back with some touts. Touts. And we're back right now. And we're going to talk about the music we've been loving. Uh, Kev, you want to start us off? Yeah, so Luke, your uh, your resolution for the year was to not focus so much on new music, but yes. also go back. So I've been doing the same. I've been trying to catch some stuff that I missed from last year. And I've found a few found a few favorites. Ooh. Uh, but first, new stuff. Yes. And an album I am staking the ground. The first album to be on my preliminary album of the year list is Corday with From a Bird's Eye View. It's really great. This album's fantastic. There's a song that features Freddie Gibbs and Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Get out of here. It's amazing. Um, Super is such a jam. That's been stuck in my head a bunch. I do love that he makes texting with Jack Dorsey a part of the chorus so that he says it three times. Yeah. (laughs) And then an album that came out a couple weeks ago, Child with Three Eyes, Hope for Mm. Sale. I played a song last year by Emotional Oranges that featured Child. It was a great track. And this is a great album. Really smooth kind of R&B feelings. Really into it. That was one of Pollen's picks too. Yeah. So then I'm gonna I'm gonna list off a bunch that I've found that I really liked. Cool. And I might have been late to this, but Malibu Ken, Aesop Rock and Tobacco. Have you heard this project, Luke? 
I did. I listened to it a little when it came out, and I've been meaning to revisit it because I saw it had really good reviews, and I didn't listen to a ton. But Tobacco, I played his other band that he's a part of on here a long time ago. Yeah, I missed this, and it's really good. A a friend turned me on to it. I have Kofi Nay with Running. That's something I I found this week and really liked. It's just kind of a a chill um, vibe. I don't know. You know, it's it's kind of genreless. An album that I've been seeing a lot more in the last few weeks on a lot of 2021 retrospectives is Turnstile with Glow On. That was a good one. Yeah, I I don't know how I missed it. I one like, of Brian's favorites. Yeah, it might be one of mine. Like if I had spent more time with this uh, before the end of the year, this this might have been my list. This might get revisited yeah. in our uh, in our 2021 like update. Right when we revisit. A band that we brought up last week and that I promised to listen to, Aretha Franklin, with "Welcome to the Rio Grande." <laughs> you listened to it. I listened what? to it. It's pretty good. I like. I I enjoyed really? my time with it. Yeah, oh. and uh, I was like, I want to put this on while I'm playing video games and just like see uh, see if I make it to the end. And like it ended, I was like, oh, that wasn't bad at all. <laughs> so check check those guys out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Two more flight facilities with forever. This is a band yeah. I really liked. They have a song with Reggie Watts that's one mm-hmm. of my favorite songs ever. It's just like I listen to it constantly. And this is a really good electronic album. I really uh, am a big fan. And then finally, Neil Francis with Where I Become Someone. I found that. I dig it. I want to spend more time with it. Luke, what do you got? All right. Well, I'm going to start with what I think is the best album of 2022 so far. Uh, although Corday's close behind, uh, Bonobo with Fragments, uh, great electronic album. Handful of it, or I'd say half of it is probably instrumental, half with vocalists featured. Um, Jamila Woods, Joji, Kaja Bonet all do great features. The Joji song I really love, but some of the instrumentals are great. And Bonobo's been an amazing electronic musician for years now and i feel like this is like the next level height of his powers you can tell this is a veteran who has refined his sound and it's really uh incredible then this is fresh hot off the presses just came out wednesday beach house with once twice melody chapter three. Oh, it's great it starts with like a, a quiet acoustic one which was like oh this is a switch up especially with the rest of the album but I, this may be my favorite album of theirs yet. It's so good. And uh, I loved Chapter 2 the most, I think, because it was the most 80s and synthy. But Chapter 3 sounded nice. Full things out in February. Very excited for that. Then Earl Sweatshirt with Sick. These are the songs he made during the pandemic. Great lo-fi sort of sample-based hip-hop, which I'm not always into like the lo-fi uh stuff that's not has doesn't have so much bass and drums that's like brian's real uh that's like his favorite area and it's not my favorite area of hip-hop but i'm coming around on it because this earl sweatshirt one is really solid you uh um you don't have any lo-fi hip-hop beats to study to so that's the to study slash relax to yeah um yeah uh up next fka twigs with capri songs some good stuff on there I, I enjoyed it a lot. Not as m- much as her last one, I don't think, but it's it's a little different. A little more R&B, a little funkier, some like dance hallish stuff on there. I dig it. 
Um, then my vintage ones I've been listening to, I'm going back listening to Beach House a lot. I didn't listen to their last album, Seven, and it came out in 2018. I was like, how did I just not listen to their album? But it's solid. It's uh, Pitchfork gave it an 8.9, which I think is a little high, but it's good stuff. Um, I I have never agreed with a single score Pitchfork has given. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. I love reading their reviews, but they're always just like three their points scores wrong. Are, interesting although i'm like they did have my favorite beach house album i think rated the highest so i was like okay they got and uh, five of the last six beach house albums were best new music on pitchfork so i'm like they got quite a record going but yeah i think 8.9 is a little high for seven i'll be interested to see what they give once twice melody <laughs> have you ever seen, i had to look it up have you ever seen the review pitchfork did for the band jets album shine on <laughs> No, <laughs> this is I. We try to be a positive music experience on this podcast. I feel like, and this is not that. Uh, so the it's just shitting on it. <laughs> the it's jet shine on zero point zero, and the only thing in the article is an embedded video of a monkey peeing in its own mouth. <laughs> See, and I'm like, at that point, why write a review? No. That was just a good joke that that pitchfork writer made. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something. I I had to like look it up to confirm because I did not want to say that about a band that it wasn't about. Oh my god! Well, we'll be right back after these messages with some shouts. First up, Boris with W, amazing Japanese metal band. Uh, they're awesome, and so always interested to see what they got. Uh, Aurora, great Swedish singer-songwriter, shouts to her. The Gods We Can Touch, she's always making cool stuff. Uh, Silverbacks, which is a great band I played on here. They've got their EP Archive Material out. And Kids on a Crime Spree is a new band I just recently heard of. They have Fall in Love, Not in Line. I like that. That's a good punk sentiment. That's a good one. (laughs) Um, And then Years and Years, which I... This band I had heard of, they're like a big British pop artist. Uh, it's Ali Alexander. He's an actor. I saw him in a show, and that's sort of like how years and years got on my radar. But I was like, oh, he's got a new thing coming out. So that's cool. Check that out. What you got? They just won't stop. And that is, of course, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard with <laughs> Butterfly 3001. Of course, yeah. a follow-up to last year's Butterfly 3000. Um, it might be a remix album. There's a very good chance of that. I haven't okay. looked into it, but uh, that might be the case. Any other artist? In that case, that's fine. Any other artist, that would be probably the likely outcome. With King Gizzard, yeah. you never know. You never fucking know. But I will say, Butterfly 3000 was my favorite album there yeah. in quite a while. Super so I'm excited good. to hear more. We have Band of Horses with Things Are Great. This is a band I haven't heard in ages. Dude, you know what's funny? Their album in 2016 is called Why Are You Not Okay? And then this album is like an answer. Things are great. <laughs> oh, see? there, It's the band of or horse no, cinematic universe. It's Why Are You Okay? It's 2016. I think that's Why Are You Okay? Things are great. <laughs> but I'm assuming Things Are Great is sarcastic, knowing them. I was trying to remember like what song Band of Horses uh oh funeral yeah and like i looked and like oh Huge. obviously that was it yeah and then Luke, i love band of horses uh, key for sutherland 
You did it. I saw it on there and forgot I was going to add it to my show. Is putting out an album called Bloor Street. B-L-O-O-R. Bloor Street. Bloor Street. Also, the album cover looks like the album could have come out in the 90s. Yeah. I love how it's always like certain like artists like that where it's like an older guy. They always look like they're from another era, the album covers. So that is out this week. <laughs> I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I keep for Sutherland's music is good, not as good as Reefer Sutherland, the band that I invented. Luke, I know we've spent a lot of time on the TV today, but like, can we can we get like another hour? Can you ask? Yeah, let me ask our three daddies. Uh, first off, we're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. That's Daddy One and Two right there. Head over to PlanetAnt.com. Uh, we already talked about Mad Women and Big Dad Energy, so there you go. Go check those shows out. Um, and then. As always, offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Head over there. You can see great interviews, uh, interviews and columns. The Punk Rock Scouting Report recently came out. Go check that out. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Good night! Well, it's best song ever. Another podcast, better jokes, They're clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth whatever it's best song ever. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.